Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, so much for listening. Um, I've got a few announcements to make, uh, but first let me say this. This show today is going to open up your mind and open up your heart. I am here with one of the leaders in the field of human potential, and I'm talking about Lisa Raphael. Um, What I want to say is this, becoming one with all that is has been a healing journey of epic proportions for her. Um, She shares in clear language, gentle humor. You will hear this today in all of her books, her articles, her seminars, and her radio programs. You know, you will get to meet Lisa at the level of her journey, and you'll know exactly what that means as we open up today's show. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking about many, many things today, and Lisa will, uh, her intimate knowing, her intimate journey of how she transcended a personal history challenged by the Holocaust, childhood sexual abuse, uh, extraterrestrial contact, will help each and every one of us open what she calls the fourth eye as it did for herself. And this is a way to see beyond time, beyond space, beyond polarities. And polarities today and what's going on in the world are so important to understand and at the same time so important to embrace, and she'll talk about that. Lisa is a transformational holistic healer seminar leader, spiritual mentor, and the author who closed a 30, listen to this, closed a 30-year psychotherapy practice to walk her talk, talk her walk in service of spirit. In the O Becoming trilogy, each volume in dialogue with the Brotherhood of Light represents a new stage of psycho-spiritual growth. Now, what we're going to be talking about today, which is the fourth eye, a spiritual primer. This brings together the wisdom of all of the ages, new thought philosophy, what I call now thought philosophy, and the implement, implement, uh, implications of life throughout the universe. And so we've got so much to talk about today. And uh, I'll be making some announcements about the Dr. Pat show later on so that you all can know that you have helped us expand across the globe. Lisa, thank you so much for joining the show today. It's a treat to be on the air and talking with you. You know, you have certainly had a, quite a journey. Uh, and I think what I'd like to ask you is how has your life's experiences help you shape or sculpt where you are right now in your life? Well, my understanding now is that every experience had a purpose, but I really didn't know that while I was going through it. Uh, The gift for me has been that starting off as a child of the Holocaust, bathed and surrounded by terror all around, I, I was really blind to a lot of the meaning of all that. I was too busy just making it through. Then as I went into the field of therapy and got to explore more elements of consciousness and was able to release a lot of that and to transform it, which was really the first part, the first book is about transformation beyond survival, then I was starting to understand how important that what at the time was a horrific experience, Mm. how important that was to help me understand that there was more than that. 
and that there was more to me and that there was more to the world than just surviving. So that was the first part. <laughs> want me to keep going? <laughs> yes, I, I would love for you to keep going because, you know, you are, you represent a journey. And this, let me just share this for a minute. Uh, the work that you bring into the world and where you are in your life right now represents a journey that many, many people could benefit hearing about. And what I mean by that is most of the time, uh, you know, we are faced with obstacles and we, we scratch our heads and we think, what are we going to do with them? And we come to a crossroads in our, in our lives and we have to decide and we have to choose. The choices that you have made to overcome the obstacles that you have been faced have taken you on a path where you are in service of something greater than yourself. So your story and your writings are profoundly, you know, what I categorize as catalytic. I mean, these are catalysts for so many people to do the same. And I don't know about you, but I don't know many people that don't face challenges. Of course we all face challenges. And I'm glad to hear that because I do feel that in the sharing of my story with the intimacy that I've been doing in my books, I know from the feedback I get from readers that somehow my translating this universal wisdom into the words and the description of how that manifested physically and emotionally in my life really does bring it to life to some people. People will say, well, I've heard this before, but somehow they hear it again for the first time when I frame it in terms of how I experienced it. Uh, so, you know, this is, uh, this is very pleasing for me. And I think it's part of everybody's purpose to know themselves more fully and to share from the heart because it's not just my journey. Everybody's journey is part of the creation, getting to know itself more completely. We each hold a piece of it. I think it's so important that we each be authentic and have the courage to be honest with one another because that's where the connection happens, and the connection is vital these days. It is vital these days, and in uh, in a world where uh, I think you have on one hand uh, an energy or a vibration that says, you know, the connection is important, and, and so you see people moving towards that end. On the other hand, um, you know, there is this idea of, uh, the, the world is too hard to face. I'm an individual. Connecting's not important. It's important to take care of me. And so you have these, these opposite ends of a continuum, uh, or, uh, at battle. And sometimes I like to think about it as having these things on a seesaw. I don't know about you. I grew up in New York. Mm-hmm. And so he's played a lot on a seesaw. And, you know, the person that, you know, was able to control one end of that was the one with the power. And it sounds to me, like there is some of that going on in the world right now. Actually, it sounds to me that they're like, they're, what, what do you think about that? Well, the person who's really in charge is the one in the center. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a wonderful image. That's beautiful. Because, because each side that's up has the illusion of being in charge, but and then it, it switches back again. And we see that happening in the world very dramatically. So the place, you've given me a wonderful image to use because we are to be in alignment with that space in the center around which the seesaw goes up and down. Well, and, you know, it's interesting you say that because I was always one for getting up there and standing on the center bar. As a matter of fact, I grew up in my, I grew up 
trying to balance that. As a matter of fact, I've got quite a few scrapes and bruises from that exercise, and that's a great metaphor because when we when we are are answering the call to be in the center, to be that balancing point, that does not come without some battle wounds. You, that's absolutely right. But I, I love it that you were intuitively standing in the center, which is really what is in charge. And you know when you're perfectly balanced in the center, there isn't any more seesawing. Everything is in alignment. And that's like when we can tap into that place inside ourselves that is completely still and into the depth of that, which is that part of us which has that gift of tapping in to the divine or the all that is, that's when we can observe, be part of, be compassionate with all the power struggles, and at the same time hold the center. What do you think, Lisa? I mean, let's talk a little bit about your your books, and I would love for you to share... Uh, all that you have written with the listeners, and let's take a moment to do that because we're going to be talking about the fourth eye as we as we go on in the show. But I I, I think it's really important for our listeners to get the breadth and the depth of what you have created and why you have created it. So if you would just share uh, a little bit about your writings and why these are important to you. Um. My, my first uh, book, which I referred to before, is Transformation Beyond Survival, really talks about my first, I'd say, 60 years or so of moving from transforming all the traumatic experiences. And I'm, in the book, I described that it wasn't until I had transformed all the horror that had to do with the experience of the Holocaust that I then was confronted with the memories of childhood sexual abuse. I was in my mid-50s. I had been working with women who had been sexually abused for 25 years, and I had not a clue that that was in my history. Mm. So that was another level of knowing. But through that, I got to understand something about disassociation, where parts of us can be living completely unaware of us. And through the understanding of that, I have now been able to get an understanding that, that our soul also has different aspects in different dimensions, and that these aspects can be really quite independent of one another until we're ready or until the divine order is right for them to come into oneness with us. All right, let's take a short break, and we'll get back to hearing more about your writings because there's so much for us to talk about. This is... This is an invitation to each and every one of us that are listening to this show to really open our hearts, open our mind, and step in to the dimension that will be your key to freedom. I'm Dr. Pat Vasily. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. My guest, Lisa Raphael, will be right back. The Authority and Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Occasional digestion got you down? After meals, do you feel bloated, heavy, tummy hurt? Does occasional heartburn and indigestion or a just plain tired feeling take the energy out of your day? Vital digestive enzymes are needed to properly digest food, and E12 provides them all. Customers often report a dramatic life improvement. Visit DigestEasy.com. That's DigestEasy.com. And discover E12 food enzymes, the digestive secret thousands have benefited from. 
June is busting out all over, and so is the Dr. Pat Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, taught radio to thrive by. Now, live, coast to coast, we are thrilled to be announcing all of the ways that you can join our thriving community of listeners. Whether you are a daytime listener, drive-time listener, or internet listener, there is something here for everyone. Our new website has 24-7 listening, podcasting, live Thrive chat, and the latest on national and local events. Oh, and don't forget our library of resources to connect you with products and services that support positive change, honors the dignity of the human spirit, and is committed to healing the planet. For more information and to listen online, go to www.drpatworldwide.com. That's www.drpatworldwide.com and tap in to your unlimited possibilities. Within each of us is a call to greater life. Now, Mary Manon Morrissey, minister, author, and teacher, helps you discover your own greater life in a brand new interactive radio show. Introducing Life Solutions with Mary Manon Morrissey. Real people, real problems, real solutions. Life Solutions Radio, Mondays at 5 p.m., part of the Dr. Pat family. The Sacred Romance is a new CD produced by Ava and Dennis. It's not love in a romantic way. This music is straight from the heart and celebrates the light within us all. This music provides a welcome haven for the soul in these troubling times. To receive the CD or see Ava and Dennis live, visit www.thesacredromance.com or call them at 888-62-DREAM. You're invited to attend American Pacific University's Clinical Hypnotherapy Seminar August 11th through the 13th in Seattle for 40% off. Hypnosis is a scientifically verified and effective technique to help us change our lives. You'll learn how to guide yourself and others to lose weight, quit smoking, and be free of physical pain. Fascinating discussions, informative demonstrations, and interactive exercises will let you use hypnosis after only one weekend. Call 1-800-63-HYPNO or go to Ampat. Edu to learn more. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. And let me just say this. If you call in with a comment or a question for the show. Uh, Lisa is going to gift you um, one of her uh, tapes or, or books. So we've got uh, some gifts to give away for, for you, all of you out there listening, calling in with a question. And we'll take, uh, you know, first couple of callers and we'll collect some information and make sure we get information to you, get those products to you. I'm here, of course, with Lisa Raphael. She is sharing how uh, deep exploration of life's events, synchronicities, dreams, visions, channeled information, and deep cellular memory uh, helped heal her wounds uh, as well as how they might help each and every one of us heal. Uh, we're also talking with her about the opening of the fourth eye and understanding spiritual evolution in intergalactic context. Lisa, thank you so much for joining the show. I'm having a great time, Dr. Pat. 
Well, we were talking about your writings before the break, and, and you shared um, your original writings. And, and, and I'd like to ask you, what can you say about your journey and, the, and, and your passion to write and take your message out into the world through the other books, including uh, the book that I have in front of me, The Fourth Eye? Well, I spoke a little bit about the first book, which was The Survival Be- uh, Transformation Beyond Survival. Uh, the second and third books of the trilogy really is what happened to my journey after I had made that initial transformation and healed all those deep, those deep emotional mo- uh, uh, wounds. That's when the information came through through the Brotherhood of Light, who are non-physical beings, who had me sitting at the computer with my eyes closed, and they sent me a dialogue, which is in my voice and their voice, but through the dialogue, answering my questions, and, and the, my first question in that second book of uh, transformation beyond survival is, how do I survive this transformation? Because I, it meant letting go of all of my identities, uh, including my name. Mm. So I had done, uh, I had letting go of everything that was familiar. And so the, in the sharing of that, I believe that there are many people listening and many people in the world who have been able to transform beyond the survival mentality. But then how you deal with being in that very different place and seeing the world differently and being without anchors, because we're anchored in what we're familiar with. Of course, our name is one of those things, but then there's all these other aspects of ourselves. So that's where the information that I began to receive was expanding. And so by the end of the second book, and the beginning of the third book, which was, it's about transcendence. And we're talking about transcending the polarity of transformation and survival. And that's a little bit like that, being in the center of the seesaw that you were talking about earlier in the program. It's being at that center where you're not into transformation and you're not into survival. You're in a place where you can witness all of it happening. You know how it feels to be on each side of the seesaw. You've experienced it. And so you can stand in the center and hold the balance and understand that the whole journey has been purposeful. And you can have compassion for the people who are bouncing up and down and thinking that when they're up, they're in control, and when they're down, they're not. They're victims. You can understand that because you've been there. And to me, that's the big lesson that each of us has from examining our own experience because it's through that that we get to understand everything else in the world. Well, you know, I, what, what we were talking about during break is that the whole idea of examining oneself, uh, and I shared with you how I came, I came to think about my, my childhood experience, but it, you and I were talking about the examination of things, and you pointed out something very, very important I'd love for you to talk a little bit about. I shared with you that there were times that I spent uh, pretty much by myself as a child, and so what do you do when you love being on the seesaw and there's no one on the other end? And you and I said to you what I elected to do as a child was to climb up on a thin, thin very thin pipe, which this uh, seesaw uh, sits on, and try to balance from one side to the other. And there are more times that I had fallen off than had actually successfully been able to balance that. And then you shared with me, well, you could also go from one end to the other. But the metaphor of falling off 
until balanced is an interesting conversation and one that you know a lot about. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that and how the idea of falling off gets weaved into your books and your writing and your teachings. Very often when we fall off, when we have an accident, when everything that was familiar to us is taken away from us, as, as would have happened like in a divorce or in the Holocaust. I mean, things, things happen or in a hurricane, a natural disaster. All of a sudden, we're without all our reference points. It can also happen with a severe illness, which can actually dis- disrupt us. This is, in a way, it could be the universe calling us to let go. And if you're familiar at all with spiritual writing, it's all about letting go. Some religious transitions say just let go and let God. I don't think you need the other part, because when you let go, then you are with that part of yourself that is in line with God. At one point, I made a little doodle, and the doodle said that the soul is the whole in the center, and I'm a great punster. So we think of the soul as the W-H-O-L-E in the center, but how we experience it subjectively on the ego level is like a big hole. It's like a void. You know, every time we fall down, we're on the ground again. What is there? When everything's taken from us, what else is there? But when we really go deeply down into the H-O-L-E, which is the void, at a certain point, we discover that that's also the W-H-O-L-E, that there is a presence, there is an essence in that deep place. And so that's when we get in touch with the soul, and the soul is without attachment. The soul isn't attached to stuff. Lisa, I have to ask you, do you believe that it is our, our let's call it, sacred contract that we have to be stripped of what we know in the material world in order to transcend to that place which is divine. No, I think that only may happen if if uh, if we need to be stripped in order to get there. I don't think. I think we can be living in absolute prosperity and luxury, and we if we have the wisdom to know who we are inside ourselves, we can unattach emotionally. We don't have to have it stripped from us. Well, you know, the reason I ask is because I have said some things that are quite controversial in the field of human potential. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in the thought, no pain, no gain. I don't believe that you have to go through pain and suffering to uh, be connected with the divine or to find your right, you know, your rightful purpose or divine right action. And so there are many people that don't agree with that. I do believe, as you've said, I mean, all of the experiences that you've had, all that I've had, losing my mother at eight years old, all of those things, because I elected to look at them in terms of the path of learning, have become totally enlightening. But don't you think those are choices we make? We choose how we respond to things. And see, I don't think you or I could say whether the pain is necessary in general, because it isn't a general question. That's right. We we each have our individual karma, and it may be for the healing of one soul, a great deal of pain is necessary. It's sometimes hard to witness, and certainly I've witnessed enough of that with my my clients, even more than with myself. Mm. So apparently for me, it was necessary to go through a certain number of falls and scrapes, as you put it, off the seesaw. 
But there are other people who have what looks to us like charmed lives, who have no problem getting into that center that way. And I don't know, have they gone through it somewhere else? I don't know. I'm not God. But I try not to say that one thing or the other is important for everyone. It, it, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, and you know, my reaction to the statement, no pain, no gain, is that it doesn't have to be like that for everyone. And as a matter of fact, it's not. I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it's a very good idea to put it that way for, because you, the whole business of gain, anyhow, gain what? You know, well that—that's what we're going to be talking about uh, for the rest of the show, because that is what the fourth eye is about. I mean, it does. It, it, and let me ask you: in, in looking at the work that you've done, and in, in understanding the fourth eye, the question is: gain what? What are we here to to serve? What are what are we here to find in our purpose? And uh, and for me, uh, the fourth eye and the conversation about that was very very enlightening. It is not a co- we're so used to, Alisa, the conversation about the third eye. Maybe we should stop for a minute and just before break, just give you know, just give everyone an idea of what the fourth eye is. The fourth eye basically is the eye of the aura, uh, of the aura. It's the it was an interesting slip. Uh, I love that. <laughs> uh, maybe we should call it the fora. <laughs> I, I was just, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I, I love these slips. Um, and the aura is the part of ourselves that's sometimes called the seventh chakra. And it's it, the reason that it's important to get in touch with the fourth eye. is Now, the third eye is very important because it helps communicate between us and the, and the fourth eye. The, the third eye is how we communicate with the infinite. And when we're in touch with the fourth eye, then we are actually in touch with that partner, a part of us that is the infinite. Well, what, what we're going to do when we come back from break, Lisa, is we're going to get into more detail and depth about this. Okay. Because this is such an important concept, important to understand. And the reason it's so important uh, right now, I think, is because of what's going on around us and how so many of us are looking for answers on the outside. And so the conversation and what you what you have discovered and in, in your teachings are really about another dimension of life and what is important from within. And we'll talk a lot about that when we come back from break. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, and I'm here with an internationally known uh, speaker, uh, seminar leader, author and spiritual teacher Lisa Raphael will be right back from break if you want to find out more about Lisa go to www.lisaraphael.com we'll be right back stay tuned the powerhouse of internet talk radio voiceamerica.com NCD, a new oral detoxification product that reduces the effects of environmental toxicity and can help millions across the globe. Natural Cellular Defense is an effective oral detoxifier, a tool in the fight against toxicity. Join our Copious Health team to raise awareness about environmental toxicity and this safe new product. Go to copioushealth.com or call 206-423-6596. That's 206 206- 423-6596, copioushealth.com. 
Hi, this is Mark Victor Hansen, and you know me for the chicken soup for the soul, but right now I want to tell you that you've got to listen to my friend, Dr. Pat. If you want insights that are out of sight, if you want to go to the next level in your life, you keep listening to this show, because she is so kind and generous, and she even lets me recommend my website, markvictorhansen.com, and if you go there, we want to give you goodies. But Pat is giving you the goodies of a bigger, better mind-brain complex, so you can get results that have results that are residual, so you get to have money freedom, time freedom, spiritual freedom, relationship freedom, and go to the highest level, which she's teaching you, which is your genius freedom. Hi, this is Dr. Pat. You've heard me talk about it, and now it's here. The book, Inspiration to Realization, Volume 2. Real women reveal proven strategies for personal, business, financial, and spiritual fulfillment. And guess what? Dr. Pat leads the book off with the three secrets to living life full out. Order your copy now by going to www.thedrpatshow.com or call me at 206-523-5522. 206-523-5522. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to discover what's preventing you or your business from obtaining your goals, dreams, and vision. The Inquiring Mind is your partner. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. as Stephanie Durham, professional life coach, presents ACES. Authenticity, choices, empowerment, and success. Spanning 25 years of successful business tenure, in addition to over four years of training with Caroline Mace at the CMED Institute, Stephanie's authenticity and vast knowledge helps you objectively explore wise choices with her finely attuned facilitator skills, leading you to personal empowerment and ultimate success. Do you know you have power to create what you want in your life and in business? You do. This message will self-absorb in five seconds. For more information, call us toll-free at 1-866-461-6463. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the show. My very special guest today is Lisa Raphael. We're talking about many, many things. Lisa, before the break, we started to talk about the fourth eye. Uh, and we, we talked about, uh, you know, explaining the difference between the fourth eye and the third eye. Uh, but you call the fourth eye the, the inner eye. And I, I would, uh, I, I think it would be a really good idea to explain what that means and how that translates into how we live our lives. Um, the third eye, uh, is pivotal in sensing, intuiting, creating, and manifesting through the astral realms. It's a bridge between our ordinary awareness that originates in the physical senses and awareness of the non-material dimensions of reality. Now, we have to open the third eye very often in order to be able to open the fourth. The fourth eye is both inside and outside, and the aspect that is outside, that makes it the eye of the aura, an aspect of that is inside us. An aspect of the all that is, some people call God, is inside us. But there's also an element of spirit, of 
of, of God that is outside of us. And when we tap into the fourth eye, which is in the seventh chakra, we see not only past beyond, uh, not, not only beyond polarities, but we understand that there's an importance to the polarities. We'll see beyond illusions, but we'll understand that they are purposeful. We'll see beyond definitions and understand that there's an importance to those definitions. So it's like having been on each side of the seesaw and knowing what the view is from this side, knowing what the view is from that side, so that when you get in the middle, you have some compassion for both sides, for all of it. You've experienced all of it fully. Is that making any sense? Well, it does. And, you know, one would say, I mean, I, I can't help but be being, uh, you know, in tune to what's going on around the world. And at the same time, it, if you are, are standing back, and, and as I look at this, um, I do see sort of this tension between um, one side of, of the world with a vibration of war and anger and hatred and at the same time, my experience right now is this accelerated pace of consciousness and spirituality. And one would say these are opposite ends on a, on a continuum, or one would say these are polarities. Okay. So this is the way I put it. All right. I put it in the image of the sun coming up over a mountain range. Okay. The higher the sun, and well, let's say that's symbolizing our higher consciousness, the higher the sun goes over the peaks, the deeper into the valleys we can see. So literally, it may be that the raising of the vibration, which you and I are going, are going on, there are more and more people doing love and meditation and self-discovery, and there's so much of that going on that it may be because that sun, that light of consciousness is expanding, is that so many depths of the valleys are being exposed. Because the fact is that a lot of what we might call evil, let's say negativity, a lot of the wars and the anger that's coming to the surface, it's been there the whole time. It just hasn't been as blatant. Uh, you know, my historical perspective helps with that. You know, this stuff has been going on forever, but it's been hidden. But as the light goes up, we see more and more, pardon me, of the war, the anger, the things that are deep down. So when you think of that image, then you understand that it's not that we're living in the best of all possible worlds or the world, you know, the worst, but that the overall picture is that much more is coming to light, and that's good. Well, it, it, it really is good because if you and I talk about the idea of choice mm -hmm. and we talk about the power that we have, then, uh, then without shining the light, we're not at a place where we can make informed decisions. That's right. So that's the whole argument for um, doing the journey of shedding more and more light on the shadows inside us. I know that for me, one of the most difficult things to come to terms with were the lifetimes and the experiences that I recognized in which I was the perpetrator. This was a terrible shock to me after, you know, many, you know, a long lifetime of being on the other end, of being the victim of goodness knows what else. And when I started to remember and recognize ways in which I was abusing my power in small ways and big ways, 
uh, this was the most difficult to look, thing to look at in myself. And I think that uh, that's something that's very hard for us to look at in the world. I think we can understand it if we can get in touch with the part of ourselves that's somewhere in the valley, somewhere in our shadow. There may be that seed inside us. Uh, you know, that is, that's beautiful. I know uh, that that has been my personal journey. And you talk about this in all of your writings. Um, for those of you just tuning in, um, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, and I'm here with Lisa Raphael. We're talking about many, many things, but right now we're focusing on her book, The Fourth Eye, A Spiritual Primer. And it, let me ask you this, Lisa, about the book. Um, you talk about uh, nine insights. Mm-hmm. How did you come to describe these? And and let's just make sure everyone knows if you would just go through briefly go through each one, so that people understand the relationship uh, to each. Well, I the best thing to do would be simply to give the the titles. The first one is an introduction to the fourth eye. Insight two is a concept of the creation. Insight three has to do with the splintered self, which I talked about before, that the soul has many aspects. It has four aspects of self, and each of these aspects has its own journey. And to become whole, each of these have to come in alignment. Hope and fear is the next one. The polarity of hope and fear. Uh, The fifth insight, I think, is very important because it's about manifesting. And it takes everything that we learn about manifesting in the New Age movement in terms of how we can choose to create our own reality and adds one more dimension to it. Uh, a lot of us who know we can create our own reality and we do a lot of prayer and somehow it doesn't matter how much we do this, we don't attract what we want. And then when it doesn't happen, we say, well, maybe this business of creating our own reality doesn't work. That's right. <laughs> and so what that's about is we are not aware that every choice we make affects every living being around us in the immediate sense and beyond us on the planet and beyond the planet. And that the, there is always a higher self, that part of us that understands through the fourth eye, that there is a whole that sees beyond our particular journey. And that sometimes what seems what might be absolutely right for us to create for ourselves is not going to be right for everybody involved. Everybody who's going to be affected by what we're choosing to experience. This very often happens, for instance, when a, when a child is seriously ill and uh, everybody wants this child to get better and somehow despite all efforts and all prayers the child dies right it could be that the parents or the people around them need the experience of losing a child it may be that the child has had the experience of losing a child and needs to experience the other side of that on their journey now this is speculation okay i don't know this but i think that it's possible that we need to experience all of it in order to get into wholeness. Well, I, I would say that, you know, what you're talking about really rings true for me. I, uh, I don't know, had I not lost my mother at age eight, that I would be the person I am today doing the work that I'm doing today. Uh, and out of that experience was introduced to my stepmother, um, who really, through her teachings, 
enabled me to understand the power of perseverance. So those are direct examples for me on how I could look at and do look at the loss of um, my mother at a very young age. At the same time, that doesn't mean that I wasn't sad about it and didn't remain sad for many years of my life. Exactly. And now if you put that in terms of supposing you knew at eight, all we know now about how powerful we are in terms of creating our own reality, and supposing you had put all your energy into attracting mother not dying, at that time when she died, you could very well say, well, this isn't working. Exactly. Because at that time you wouldn't have had the perspective to understand the whole the whole picture. Exactly. And thank you for pointing that out because that is a piece of manifestation that we don't get, that we really do not understand, and we don't understand the full, uh, uh, what, what I would say, the, you know, the, the web. I mean, it's, it's like Spider-Woman weaving the web. You know, when you're standing on one spot of the web, it's hard to really see the enormity and the beauty and the interconnections of how this is going to work. Yes, and I think that's the gift of first opening the third eye and then opening the fourth eye because we each have, the way I put it is, we have a holographic blueprint of the creation inside us. That's that deep center. And that's what we can tap into when we go even beyond the third eye. And it's from that place that we get to understand both the our power to manifest and the limitations of our power, both. And we can know both of those. Well, we're going to take a short break, Lisa. This, uh, you know, this is such a beautiful journey with you. I want to thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Um, when we come back from break, uh, I, I, I would love for us to continue this conversation about your book, The Fourth Eye, A Spiritual Primer, and also how can people purchase this? Uh, all my books are available on web, my website, www.lisaraphael.com. That's L-I-S-A-R-A-P-H-A-E-L, the same way as the archangel spells the name. So it's lisaraphael, all one word, dot com. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking about purpose and responsibility. And what's faith got to do with it? What's faith got to do with it? When we come back from break, we'll have that conversation and that discussion. Thank you so much for listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. When we come back, more with Lisa Raphael. Stay tuned. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Occasional digestion got you down? After meals, do you feel bloated, heavy, tummy hurt? Does occasional heartburn and indigestion or a just plain tired feeling take the energy out of your day? Vital digestive enzymes are needed to properly digest food and E12 provides them all. Customers often report a dramatic life improvement. Call now, 1-866-NO-BLOAT. That's right, 1-866-NO-BLOAT and discover E12 food enzymes, the digestive secret thousands have benefited from. 
Hi, I'm Marianne Williamson. I very much enjoy doing Dr. Pat's radio show. I think she's holding a great conversation, and I hope you'll listen. June is busting out all over, and so is the Dr. Pat Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. Now, live coast to coast, we are thrilled to be announcing all of the ways that you can join our thriving community of listeners. Whether you are a daytime listener, drive-time listener, or internet listener, there is something here for everyone. Our new website has 24-7 listening, podcasting, live thrive chat, and the latest on national and local events. Oh, and don't forget our library of resources to connect you with products and services that support positive change, honors the dignity of the human spirit, and is committed to healing the planet. For more information and to listen online, go to www.drpatworldwide.com. That's www.drpatworldwide.com and tap in to your unlimited possibilities. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive by. I'm here with Lisa Raphael. We are having such a wonderful, enlightening, and, uh, you know, really thought-provoking conversation for me. And Lisa, you've pointed out so many things that I've needed to be reminded of. And, of course, we're talking about your your work, uh, your journey, and your writing. Uh, the book that we are referring to during this show is The Fourth Eye, A Spiritual Primer. And as Lisa said, you could go to her website, www.lisaraphael.com. You know, we started to look at the book and manifesting, uh, that conversation with manifesting was so important because, you know, it, it really points to how we can get stuck in the moment of uh outcomes that we not don't necessarily uh, want and get stuck there and really look at the idea of you know what's this all about you know why why am i struggling why is this going on and i alluded to the question uh to the fact that faith do we really believe in faith do we really believe that it has anything to do with anything so I'd love for you to share uh, your uh, insight into this because you you go into the book and you ask, why the struggles, why the suffering, why the ecstasy? Good questions. Well, basically my answer is that whys are not whys. <laughs> They're not. They're abs- If you live in the why, you are definitely going to die. <laughs> well, if you live in the why, you're not dealing with the what, and the what is what's present. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, you know, I love, that's why I make that little pun, wise or not wise. Um, there's a lot of misconception about purpose because purpose is not the same as a goal and purpose is not the same as expectation. A seed contains everything it needs to fulfill its purpose. The seed doesn't have the goal of becoming itself and the seed doesn't have the expectation of becoming itself. The seed is its own true purpose. And if we can apply that, okay, we are our own true purpose. And that's how becoming more completely who we are is a way to fulfill 
the whole purpose of being here, the whole purpose and responsibility, which is basically the same as of the creation, which is this compassionate witnessing of all that is. And, you know, when you say the witnessing of all that is, um, I, I would, I, I think it's really important for our listeners to understand what we mean by that. Well, I because about compassionate witnessing. Exactly. I'm it, talking about witnessing being passive and standing by and saying, oh, well, it's got nothing to do with me. The compassionate is the uh, important part. So the com- compassion comes from having acknowledged the sense in which we've experienced or understand all the sides of the spectrum. We can feel with all of it. And when we can feel with all of it, we can have compassion in our witnessing. Well, and and that's the point that I wanted to make because there's witnessing and witnessing with judgment. I mean, there there are a number of people witnessing right now what's going on in the world, what's going on in their lives. And we don't just judge other people. We judge ourselves. Of course. And there's that witnessing, uh, you know, that goes on. But what you said is witnessing with compassion. How does that form of witnessing um, really open the doors to our freedom? I think compassionate witnessing has been uh, illustrated uh, by people like Mandela, for instance, uh, you know his history? Yes. There have been some very big leaders who have come to that place in a place where they were forcibly on their own, you know. It, it's through having experienced all of it. Well, one of the things that you say, and going back to Mandela, Lisa, one of the things you say about faith, and this is, to me, this is the glue. This is the glue in my life, at least. I'll speak for myself. You say faith is knowing that our individual responsibility and purpose is the same as that of the creation, the compassionate witnessing of all that is. Faith is a knowing, not a belief system. And then you go on to point out that there is much confusion about the meaning of faith. I'd love for you to talk about the confusion and help us understand it better. Well, religions are referred to as faith, and religious faith is a faith in a set of beliefs, and these beliefs are things that we have, where we have translated the language of the infinite into our own language, and basically I think what happens with a lot of religious uh, people is that they are confusing the words or the path with the message, and then we get so hung up on the way in which this is communicated, and we forget that the infinite doesn't really communicate in words or in forms because it is beyond form. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, faith can be blind, and blind faith is the faith that is without discernment. Not every knowing that appears to come from deep within, whether it's going through belief or not, necessarily comes from source. And some beliefs have been so firmly imprinted that they parade as an inner knowing. So it's important, again, I keep coming back, to look deeply inside and examine where did my beliefs come in, come from? Where does this knowing come from? What makes me feel so sure that this is God speaking to me? Uh-huh. Um, is it because of something, because we can deceive ourselves just the same way as we can be deceived by beliefs that have been implanted? 
Well, I have to tell you that that's absolutely true. Uh, I think that for for myself, for me, uh, there the idea of deceiving oneself. You, you know, when you hear that, you say, "Well, wait a minute. I I haven't deceived myself. I don't even know what you're talking about." But we do it in ways that are really so subtle, but yet so limiting. Well, actually, when you say you're not deceiving yourself, that is the deceit. That is, that's what I said, exactly. <laughs> that is, that is the big deceit, really. How do we, how do we get to shine the light on ourselves, Lisa? And do it in a way that, that doesn't cre- create more damage and more harm? I really don't think that light, shedding light on ourselves can cause, cause harm. I'm going back to the image of the light going up over the mountains. Okay. It simply means that the more light we shed on ourselves, the more of our shadow we see. Mm-hmm. And we may not like what we see, like I didn't like and I still don't like the aspects of myself that still wants to abuse power, for instance, in small ways and in big, and in big ways. I think that the, the kernel is inside, but the more that we shed light on that, the less likely we are to be reactive and judgmental of others. So it's only for me through recognizing that I have a Hitler inside me, mm-hmm. that I'm able to have some compassion for the many forces that are behaving like Hitler in the world. Because I know that's inside me, and as long as I can heal that inside me, ultimately that's going to heal the whole, the whole thing. That's, well, a, that's a big responsibility. It's much more responsibility than going to war or putting out money to a cause, to take responsibility for healing that seed of the Hitler, if you like, inside us. And that, that's something that each and every one of us gets to do with kindness and compassion. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lisa, in all that we've talked about, uh, there, I would love for you to share your vision for the world. <laughs> uh, it's unfolding. I, I, uh, I think it's unfolding. I think the light is going up. We're seeing more and more of the shadows. And I don't know. I just know it's expanding. And the more light, the greater the expansion of consciousness. And I think the greater the opportunity for the whole thing to be transcended. What's your personal message for people listening to this show today so that they can create their own path to freedom? I think it's that each of us, our divine mission and our divine purpose is the same, and that is basically to know ourselves more completely and most deeply. To know ourselves more fully is really our divine mission because we are part of the creation expanding and getting to know itself more completely. It's a constant expansion. There's no end to it. Well, thank you. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, What's next for you? What's next for me? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I told you how I, I yelled yes from the top of Mount Sinai. I still haven't heard. I still haven't heard what I said yes to. Well, let's invite all the listeners <laughs> to create your own Mount Sinai and get to the top of it. And at the very top of your lungs, really shout out yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Lisa Raphael, for joining the show today. If you want to find out more about Lisa and purchase her books, go to www.lisaraphael.com, and we will certainly keep all of you informed about Lisa's next step. It's a place that each and every one of us will want to go and journey with her. I'm Dr. Pat Basile. Thank you so much for joining the show today. 
We'll see you next week right here on Voice America with my special guest, Matt James of the Empowerment Partnership. Make yourselves a great week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to The Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Tuesday for another dynamic hour of The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile.